When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Linz, what do you got? All right, guys. So do you know what Frigatrisca Edicophobia is? No. Say it one more time. Frigatrisca Edicophobia. Frigatrisca No. No. Okay. No. Didn't think you would. No, I was trying uh, to sound it out and figure out if I could come up with something, but no. Nah. Well, it's the fear of Friday the 13th, and today is Friday the 13th. What else is today? It's also a chance to win the 1.35 billion Mega Millions jackpot on, you know, what a, a day that everyone thinks is unlucky. Another fun fact is that Mega Millions and Powerball jackpots have surpassed 1 billion six times in the history of the game. And if there's a winner this month, Friday the 13th, or in the weeks after that, then three of the billion dollar jackpots will have been won in January. That's a long winded way of saying go buy a lottery ticket because it's another record Already jackpot did. tonight. What time do you have till to buy them? Eight o'clock till eight tonight. Wait, no, 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 no. The they, at they eight cut it at, till seven. Hold on, I'll tell you right now. Mega Millions. The drawings at eight, so I think you have an hour. Before tell me this: the, you guys think that my hold uh, on. you guys think my sixteen-year-old daughter can walk into a liquor store and buy tickets? No, you have to be eighteen to buy a lottery ticket, don't you? I don't know. Do they really uh, Mega card Millions people? cut off California seven forty-five, Cappy? You got time? Okay, so they're not going to card my sixteen-year-old. The Powerball, the Powerball is seven, but Mega Millions is seven forty-five. They Can might, you, they might, uh, Carter. I wonder I if she could actually go pull it off. Like, walk into the local liquor store, be like, yo, let me get 10 Powerballs. Or, or is it, which one am I getting? The Mega Million? Mega Me- Million. Yes. Just walks right in confident and goes, yo, let me get 10 of those, those Powerballs. I mean, Mega maybe. Million. Mega Millions. I'm going to try it out. I'm going to send her down there. Ring, ring, ring. Dad. Hey, yeah. King. Come bail yeah. me out. Really? She's going to get arrested? I don't know. I'm just saying. Why you got to put her in that position? Because you Let lazy. Much, let me see how much cash I got in my wallet. Oh, One, no. two, three, four. Why don't you just go after work? 14. Yeah. I got exactly. $14. Right. You go yeah, do Just it. go after work. Like, we're done in less than an hour. Go yourself to the nearest gas station or grocery store or convenience store and just buy them. I got 14 bucks. I'm getting seven. Okay, there you go. I'm going to win it. Lucky number seven. On unlucky Friday the 13th. <sighs> Heard it here first. How many did you buy, George? I think I just bought five. You uh, fill out the cards yourself and pick your own numbers, or you let the machine No, I do? did two cards myself and then three quick picks. Okay, and what's, your, uh, lucky, what's your lucky number at the end? Uh, 18. 18? Oh. Mm. On both? 18 on one, 13 on the other. Ooh, 18 and 13. Yeah. Okay. All right. So there you go. All right, so go buy a lottery ticket. What you need to know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. All right. Cappy Cap. Yo. Let's talk some football before uh, Clinton Yates does handsomely hot takes with Clinton Yates. Football. Coming up in just a second. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about this weekend. So – Yesterday, we played 
the Chargers thing that they had on their Twitter. For those that aren't familiar, they basically took the parade of gas bags, as I like to call them, uh, from all the different networks and shows and blah, 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 all ripping on the Chargers from during the season. And in this video, they have, like, receipts being printed. And it's, like, whatever the saying that that person was saying, like, they're not good enough or they stink or whatever. And it's, like, a receipt printing. It's actually a really good production. Like, great yeah, job by them. In fact, I watched it again today. I don't know if you noticed or not, but when they um, printed the receipt, it had the date. So, like, when Mike Greenberg said, you know, they're not good, they printed the receipt and they had the date. And, you know, they were one and two when Greenberg said that. Wow, yeah. you really held on to that video for a long time, didn't you? Good for them. Yeah, we kept um, receipts. I mean, right. yeah, keeping receipts. I like it. Um, it was really, I think I think it was, like, kind of funny, like, to do it. So I, I, I kind of like it. A little bravado, uh, but I like it. So if you didn't hear it yesterday, we played it because it's, it's good audio, too. Well, Laura, play it real quick so people can hear it. Do you feel like the Chargers are cooked? Are they done? Yeah, I feel like they're done. Do you think the Chargers are a good team? No. Chargers don't matter that much. The Chargers are one and two when they look just terrible. From a Charger standpoint, this is bad news right now. I'm sick and tired of talking about this team, and they never do anything. I can't imagine the Chargers winning this one. I've got no faith in them at this point. I don't think they could beat anyone. Injuries have already stopped and sunk the Chargers yeah. season. It's over. <laughs> Big facts. They don't play a lot of defense. Unwatchable. Will the Chargers fall? Yes. The Chargers are overrated. I'm not impressed. Totally Absolutely brutal. They're no big thing. They're not good. It's just what they are. They're a major disappointment. Startlingly average. A social media quarterback. Boring to watch. It is time to panic. They're at the drive-thru. You're screwed. They're at so the drive-thru. So You're screwed. Was that like, uh, was that, uh, what's his face, Chris uh, Sims at the end there? I don't know. You're at the drive-thru. You're screwed. Like, what, what, what is that movie with uh, Joe Pesci? I don't even know it. No, like, oh, they yeah. screw you in the drive-thru. They, um, right. Yeah. What is that movie with Mel, Mel Gibson and Danny Glover? Oh, and, uh, Lethal Weapon. Yeah. They screw, you, they, they screw you at the drive-thru. Yeah. Boy, that was, I don't know how I got that reference. There you go. So, Cappy. I, I said yesterday I was a little kind of disappointed that they didn't have you in there somewhere. And now I believe we've created our own version of this. Is that accurate, Lindsay? Yeah, I made it. I mean, I put it together pretty quickly, but, you know, I pulled up some of Cappy's hot takes. <laughs> okay. Ma- made our well, own version. Let's hear the Cappy version. We, You know, our own low-rent budget. Uh, you know, we don't have the production value that the Chargers have. We have Lindsay uh, and, and, and Laura uh, hey, who hey, do a great job, what? but – I think I'm I'm just as good as the production value of the Chargers. Oh, okay, okay, all right then. All right, all right, well, let's hear it. I'm telling you right now, the Chargers are not good. This coach hasn't even hit puberty yet. <laughs> this team can't stop the run. Who have they played? They haven't beaten anybody. You know what the opposite of a good loss is? Bad wins. Bad wins. I'm telling you right now, it will all fall apart at some point. Wow. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. We've got, we've got quality production, and our yeah. gas baggery is just as good as anybody else's gas baggery. And yours comes with more history. So there's right, that. and more passion. 
you know, more wow, real, that. more real hate. Yeah. You know, you know, if we really wanted to like go back and pull all like Sedano taunting him and you know Beto taunting him, like we could really make a thing out of it. Oh Beto, yeah, yeah, Beto sent me a video this morning on Twitter. There's like five people like seeing the Chargers off to Jacksonville, and they're they've got their flags and they're wearing their jerseys, and they're it's probably not hired five actors. people. Don't be a jerk. There's All right, like there's fifteen people, maybe twenty people five. that they no. hire who are actors. <laughs> there's like you know, there's several hundred there easily. No, there are not. That's like LA Live right now with the Clipper fans. You know, there's like five of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's Beto going. Look, they're all becoming Charger fans because of Cappy. No, they're not. They're not. They, they, I got nothing to do with this. Believe me, people are not becoming the fan, a fan of an NFL football team because a crumb of a nacho LA radio hack says he don't like the team because they moved out of their rightful home. They ain't got nothing to do with me. But man, I can't wait for tomorrow. George, how do you see this game going down? I think it's a close one. I think it's a toss-up. I'm with you. I don't. I'd like. I'd like to see them win because I want this gag to keep going. But you know. Yeah, I understand that. I and, do. and honestly, I think Justin Herbert, it's it's time. Like it's his time. He, now he's going to have to carry the team even more so because of the situation with Mike Williams, who's not going to play. But I, I think we're we're going to see like just Justin Herbert to me is in a situation where he can kind of flex a little bit, right? Like we've seen his contemporaries have playoff success. Now it's his turn. Like we need to see what he's made of in this scenario. And I hate to put it all on him, but the reality is it's kind of all on him in a lot of ways. But the coaching staff, here's how I think if you want, I'll give you Chargers keys to victory. And everyone just says, oh, run the ball, run the ball. They don't run the ball very well. Uh, yeah, they don't, but they do have a good running back. What I think is it's not just like they have to run the ball. What they need to do is run the ball enough to create like a play-action scenario where they can then take advantage of a Jaguars defense that's really bad against play-action. And by the way, the Chargers, even though they don't use it enough, have been really good when they use play-action because of course they would because they've got a guy who's got a cannon back there. How about this? Uh, today, NBC, their Sunday night football uh, Twitter handle, posted yeah. a, uh, a little tidbit yeah. that Trevor Lawrence, the quarterback of the Jaguars, in his entire career, like literally high school, college at Clemson, and I suppose somewhere along in the, the way in the NFL, the dude has never lost a game on a Saturday. Game being played on a Saturday tomorrow, not a Sunday. Here's another little stat for you. When Mike Williams of the Chargers plays and gets through a game healthy, the Chargers were 8-2 this year. When he either didn't play or couldn't finish the game because he was injured, they were 2-7 or 2-5. So Mike Williams, who is their best all-around offensive weapon outside of Herbert, is a guy who can't ever stay healthy, and they played him in a meaningless game against Denver. He was taken off the field on a golf cart. Early in the week, the coach is saying, he'll be fine, he'll practice, he'll play, and today ruled out of the game. Yeah. 
That uh, is, but here, here, here's what I think that the Chargers, another way the Chargers can win this game mm-hmm. is pressuring Lawrence. When Lawrence, Lawrence is one of the worst quarterbacks. I mean, he's young. I mean, it's only his second year. And I really attribute this to being his rookie year, considering he had to endure Urban Meyer's ass last year. Um, but, you know, he's not good against pressure, um, which most young quarterbacks aren't. And I think that will come with time. He'll get better with that. But the Chargers couldn't pressure him very much in that first game because, as you mentioned, Joey Boza – or you you didn't mention Joey Boza, but you mentioned injuries. Um, Joey Boza got hurt in that game very early on within the first – you know, somewhere early in the first quarter. Boza, uh, I know, left the game a little bit of a a tweak, but he's going to play. And the Chargers, even pre-Boza, had started the last couple of weeks putting pressure on the quarterback at a much higher rate than they had earlier this season. If they do that – and they run the ball a little bit, and they can play action off of that, they should win the game. Jacksonville needs to run the ball. They ran it for over 150 yards when they played yeah, early Travis in the season. Yeah, but Travis Etienne is not that dude, I don't think. I think well, Travis Etienne is really good out of the backfield, like catching the ball. Like he's, he's a pretty good runner, but he's not like a bell cow. You can't give him the ball like 25, 30 times. Guy had over 1,100 yards on the season. He missed a bunch of games. He's a good player. I'm not saying he's a great player. They don't have any guys that are receivers that are like major household names. Their tight end is a guy that was a reclamation project that came from New York that was a first-round pick that didn't do anything, and he's kind of gotten it together. The difference in the game to me, because the quarterbacks are very close. Herbert had 600 yards uh, more passing this year, but uh, the other kid from Jacksonville had like you know five fewer interceptions. So you know, and, and the kid had five rushing touchdowns, yeah. whereas Herbert. So the, the numbers are very very close between the quarterbacks. To me, this is going to come down to the coach. Brandon Staley probably will do something that a young coach makes a mistake in a game of this magnitude. And on the other side, Peterson's a Super Bowl champion coach and has completely turned around right. not just the team but the whole organization. Well, I'm we'll taking see. the Jags. We'll see. Uh, shocker. Yeah. All right. Clinton I know you didn't Yates. think that. Clinton Yates is going to join us next. We're going to do our handsomely hot takes with Clinton Yates, the debut edition. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. The Laffy Taffy. Laffy Taffy. Shake that Laffy Taffy. It's a great song. 
Cappy has no idea about the Laffy Taffy. Oh, I'm we do- very nope. familiar with the Laffy Taffy. Very familiar. Laffy Taffy. Yeah. All right. By the way, Cappy. Wow. We should do the Laffy the Laffy Cappy. There's no way uh, Cappy knows what the Laffy Taffy is. No way on earth. No, no chance. By the way, on, do you know where that you know Super Bowl so seven, cool. that Super Bowl seven that Christopher referenced? Do you know where that was played? Super Bowl seven, Dolphins. Um, they beat the Cowboys. Season. Yeah, they beat the Cowboys. Uh, in no, the Super it was Bowl? Washington. It was oh, against Washington. Okay, Washington. Yeah. Was that the game where Gary Premian threw the ball after? Correct. The mis- yeah. Yeah. But do, mm. do you know where it was played? Oh, I'm trying to remember. No, I don't remember where it was played. I think it was the it, southernmost right. point of Los Angeles. Uh, no, it well, it was uh, right down the street from the studio at the L.A. Memorial Coliseum. Oh, really? So, oh, really? okay, yeah, yeah, very well. There you have. It. I didn't remember that. Uh, all right, so Clinton Yates, we are debuting a new segment with you called "Handsomely Hot Takes" with Clinton Yates. Okay, I'm, I'm so here's it. the deal. I'm with it. We are gi- we're giving you three topics. Okay, I will give you topic number one, and then you will go. You will just give us your hottest of hot takes. On said topic, then the three of us will discuss. Then we move on to topic two. Same deal. So the three, three the three, the three topics today. Yes. Topic number one is Sean McVay's return to coaching with the Los Angeles Rams. Although he never really left, but you get the point. Uh, topic number two will be Derek Carr's and the Raiders' future uh, separately, sure. obviously. Uh, and then topic three, which I feel like is right up your alley because you are a baseball man at heart, robot <laughs> umpires coming yes. to AAA, okay? Fun robot fact, um- I'm standing in Hunter Green's living room right now, Notre Dame Academy guy and starting pitcher for the Cincinnati Reds. I'm actually at his house at this moment. So, yes, this is a good time to bring up baseball for sure. Okay. Where's that Fair at? Enough. Where, where's his house? Uh, he's got his house out here in Mesa, Arizona, you know, spring training and all that. He's got a crib. So we're out here hanging out for sure. Excellent. You and Hunter. Yes. Nice. Yes. Yes. What about Julian? Julian is not here. No, Julian did not make any trips to Arizona with Very me. fair question. The coach of the NA is not <laughs> Okay. He's right, not with checking. us right now. He might be jealous. <laughs> I felt like Christopher would be upset if I didn't ask about Julian. So <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. No, yes, excellent. Yes. excellent. Uh, all right. So, all right, so topic so one. Yes. I will just give it to you. Sean McVay has announced he will continue to be the Rams head coach. Go. Sean McVay, you let me down. Sean McVay, you are the person that's in control of every single part of your life. To let this dangle out and have guys leaving your staff and wondering what was up with their future and acting like you had found God and all this other stuff, only to return, making everybody feel awkward. And what happens now if the team sucks? What happens now, Sean McVay? I wanted to see who you really were on the inside. Not just the guy that calls up goofball plays on third down when you need three yards and he goes for 19. I needed to know who he was before. You know why I needed to know that? Fun fact, Sean McVay and I actually went to college together at the same time. So where's the guy on the inside, Sean? You let us all down just being a football coach and a football coach alone. I'm upset. Wow. That's Damn. a pretty strong take, I would say. Not very sympathetic to the man's cause. Um, I feel like that's normally Cappy's role on this show, Cappy. Well, yeah, but, I mean, but, I've, been say, but I've been saying this. Clinton, I've been saying all week, I'm like 51-49. The 51 side says he comes back because there's no way he's going out a loser at 5-12. and 12. But the 49 part says, but he's young, he's rich, he can come back whenever he wants. So I wasn't terribly surprised, but you sound surprised uh, and, and disappointed that he's coming back. 
little bit. I can't believe this got public if he eventually was going to come back. He's not going out a loser. He's the youngest coach ever to go to a Super Bowl, win a Super Bowl, and win Coach of the Year, and Coach two Offensive Players of the Year. you telling me that's going out a loser because of one random season? I don't think so. He could have come back and coached any team in the league that wanted to have him. This was weird to me. I, I legitimately believe that. On a timing front, this was awkward to me. I believe he's honest about it, but I don't like that. I just think it kind of put everybody in a lurch. And I'm not saying he didn't deserve it. I just I honestly kind of thought – this guy would have had his ducks a little bit more in a row for everybody else involved with the team. Okay, fair enough. Let's move on to topic number two. Derek Carr and the Raiders split. What say you about those two entities, Clinton Yates, on handsomely hot takes with Clinton Yates? If what Sean McDay did was the first base of dramatic, what Mr. Carr is doing is like the bases loaded, just bottom of the ninth grand slam for a dude who, I'm sorry, I do not understand why we are so concerned about what Mr. Carr is going to do at the next point of his career. If I have this right, George, is he not a guy that's lost 10 games more than eight, seven or eight times in his career? Like, when did we need dramatic IG posts from a guy who says, I'm sorry I couldn't do this in person. You left the team on your own volition. You could have easily done all of this in person. Instead, you rolled out. You decided you were going to go on to IG to say what you had to say. And now we're all supposed to be concerned because, what is it? The fire is still burning. Go write a love song if the fire is still burning. If you want to play football, stay with your football team. Same advice as the first time, George. I'm strictly consistent in this matter. Yeah, but, you know, no man, Clinton Yates, no man, can extinguish the fire that burns inside of Derek Carr. When he wrote that and he published that the other day, I was he's like, only the Lord can extinguish the, the flame that burns inside of ye. I was like, what? Listen, George, I respect everybody's faith as much as anybody can. I'm not mocking that particular thing. But the verbiage there, Sedano, I mean, that was high-level drama for what is a basically – standard NFL transaction on a regular basis, which is a quarterback change. Extinguish is just a verb that I wish I used more in my life. And probably a part of me is a little jealous that I don't have any real places to use it. But he managed to do it quite finally. By the way, uh, Derek Carr's career record, 63 and 79. And there are one. Oh, so he has a, yeah. One, hold on, I'll tell you. One, two, three, four, five, six seasons of nine losses or more. Brutal. Right. When did we care about this many like quarterbacks that have lost this many games? I, I, I forgot the part where Derek Carr became the dude that we were all supposed to care about for any reason other than he was on hard knocks. I'm not saying he's a bad guy. I'm just saying that, like, okay, yeah, you win some games, you lose most, buddy. Alas. Well, and, and what the example I used earlier was I like to troll my friends because I'm not re- I'm like you, like you're not a Washington football fan anymore. I'm yeah. not really a Dolphins fan anymore, but I like to troll my friends about it as we discussed the other day. <laughs> um, so, like the example I used was Derek Carr was there for nine years, right? Like you know what Derek Carr is, and Cappy and I agreed yeah. on that. And the Dolphins situation where I would bust my buddy's balls was uh, uh, Ryan Tannehill. Like he was there for seven years, Ooh. and and then I said. You know, and they were all freaking out when he went to the Titans and they went to the AFC title game. Like, oh, my God, did we screw this up? And I'm like, no. He, Like Charles Barkley would say, he's a bus rider, not a bus driver. They're not there because of him. He's in the right situation. So, look, there could be a situation where Derek Carr, as a bus rider, lands in the right place and, you know, goes has a deep playoff run. But I don't think a team is winning a championship because of Derek well, Carr. Well, let me just ask you no. guys both this question. Let me ask you this. Do you think Derek Carr could ever do – what Matthew Stafford did. 
which no. is just leave and show up and win a title with some other no. team? Right. No. Absolutely not. I don't think he's that good. And I don't mean that he's a bum. I just don't. I never thought he was that kind of a player. Stafford was a guy who would fill up the stat book, fantasy monster, but you knew they were never going to win because they were always playing from behind. Carr's a guy that was like, oh, they're winning. Let's hope they hold on. Alas, it didn't happen again. That's, that's who he is. Just like, hello, he couldn't finish this season because he just couldn't bear to be around the team because he was too much of a distraction. Not to be composing glorious IG posts that were right. extinguishing them, which is still <laughs> All right, la- last, <laughs> last one. Last one for Clinton, uh, for handsomely hot takes with Clinton Yates. Robot umpires in AAA. What say you as a baseball aficionado? As I am standing in the lovely living room of one of the seven black starting pitchers in the major leagues, a guy who consistently goes over 100. I believe he led the league in 100-mile-an-hour strikes last year. Deal with it if the humans are not good enough. When we let this small, minute population of the baseball world who is so expressly concerned about the minutia of every single call being correct. Take over the world. We lost as humanity in baseball. Umpires play more than a role than just calling balls and strikes. Umpires play more than a role of just deciding whether or not certain things are going to go right or wrong. And in general, when did we start deciding that every single thing about the K-zone was the only thing that mattered in baseball? As far as I'm concerned, this is so low on the manner of priorities of things that this sport needs to fix up and down the line. You think I want to watch some guy standing in the box, turn around, look at the umpire, and then point to the big screen for an immediate tennis sort of situation, replay-wise? No, that's just not what this sport is. And the reason why it's different, and I'll say this flatly, is because baseball is constructed differently. It's not football where you have a enclosed same you know dimensions for every single thing, a time factor, a distance factor. There's no time in baseball. All the parks are different. The human interaction is the whole point. Why would you want a robot to do something that a human can do? It just doesn't make sense to me. You want better calls? How about you get better umpires and stop dealing with pretty much only 50-year-old white guys on up who have the job to begin with? It's not hard. Get better humans. We don't need more robots. Oh, see, I disagree. I, I don't. I think it all should be like tennis. I The fact that the – and I've said this before here too, where yeah. the fact that the NFL still has the chain gang, like what the hell are we doing here? Like we don't have the technology right. to figure out if it's a first down. Like we have to have a bunch of old dudes run out there with a chain and two markers. I gotta this say, is stupid. I got to say, Sedano, you're right. In football, that's what my point is. It's a little bit of a different of a construct though. But I must say there's part of me for this that is quite personal. When you're somebody that grows up that plays baseball the umpires are people they're people in your lives not just the folks and i'm not talking about the small youth level i mean you learn a lot from umpires because typically they're guys that have played the game long enough to be at their position and stay around the game i think about a guy like kerwin danley this is a story you're going to love sedano and youtube cap kerwin danley played at san diego state with tony gwynn the guy was an all-american in 1984 did not get drafted, okay? Now he's an umpire. The people that typically come up doing that job are vital to the sport for different reasons than just the balls and strikes. Get over it, man. The worst thing that ever happened to baseball was the K-Zone being on live television. I will say that until I die. Not right. about it. Wow. Handsomely yeah. hot, wow, hot takes. Hot, with, hot takes with a handsome yeah. man. I hope that works out for the first time. Very around. hot. Yeah. Very, very handsome, hot takes. They, they were hot and they were handsome. Handsomely hot takes with Clinton Yates. Uh, He's coming we will do hot. this again next week. Enjoy Mesa, Arizona. I shall. Good night, boys. <laughs> All right. See ya. What do you think right, he's doing come, there with this Hunter Green? He's, Hunter Green's like 23 years old. What is, what is Clinton doing? He's probably doing? doing a story is my guess. Oh, I hadn't thought about that. 
Clinton does right for a living. I know. I just kind of thought he was hanging out for a living. Yeah. I mean, that could part, it could be two things at the same time. All right. Coming up next, Cappy, you and I got big deal or no deal. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Thanks, Christopher. All right, Lindsay, you take it away. Thanks, Sedano. All right, guys, so... Broadcasting legend Al Michaels, also supposed BFF of Cappy. Al when Michaels, you say supposed, what do you mean by that? Well, it's just based on what you tell us. You know, we've never actually had him on to confirm that. And no. you'd think that your BFF would be able to call in your talk show once in a while. But hey. Well, I talked, I talked to Uncle Big Al earlier this week, as a matter of fact. And he was uh, headed to Jacksonville. He's got this Chargers-Jaguars game. Well, anyway, your BFF. Mm-hmm. What channel is that on? I, I suspect it's on Amazon. I didn't know. I mean, I, I he told me, he's like, I'm on my way to Jacksonville. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I guess we'll have to second. look that up. Yeah, let me look also. Let me look Maybe. that up. No, it's on NBC. Yeah. Oh, there you go. That's kind of weird. We've got the, well, he's you know, probably, right. I mean, they, you know, they probably just got him, you know, they, it was probably part of his deal where he's got to do the one playoff game, you know? Yep, yep. Well, anyway, he finished up his first season calling Thursday Night Football, as we all know, for Amazon. And while, of course, Al Michaels was great, the prime time slate featured mainly all duds between underprepared and or fatigued teams. Well, Al addressed this question of the TNF games and their quality in an interview with The Athletic, and he did not sugarcoat his answer. He said, quote, the Denver-Indianapolis game in week four was dreadful. In fact, at one point during the game, I said to analyst Kirk Herbstreet, is it possible that this game could be so bad that it's actually good. And he'd never heard that from a partner. And he went, no, he went on to make an interesting comparison saying, quote, you can't just oversell something. Do you want me to sell you a 20 year old Mazda? That's what you're asking me to do. I can't sell you a used car. So is what Al Michael said about the terrible slate of TNF games, a big deal or no deal Sedano? Uh, not a big deal because it's honest. Like I think he's one of the few people that can get away with that um, because it's real. And, you know, but that's part of the deal. Like, I think he had to know that that's what he was getting when he got when he got there to Thursday Night Football. The original incarnation of Thursday Night Football was very much like this. It was a lot of, like, Tennessee Titans versus Jacksonville Jaguars, right? Like, it, it was just a bunch of dreadful games. And honestly, ESPN got that treatment for a while, too, to be frank with you. And some people feel like it was retaliation over some of the reporting. Uh, I'm not one of those. I don't believe in those type of conspiracy theories. But there were plenty of media scribes, people who cover media, who felt that that was the case. Uh, and obviously, things have changed over the years, particularly even the, uh, the, the, the broadcast team, which is, as most of those same scribes believe, has given them a better opportunity to get better games and even gotten them a Super Bowl. So 
I do think that that's part of the deal. Like, he had to kind of know what he was getting into a little bit, but it's easier said than done. Once you're there, you're like, oh, man, I didn't think it would be this bad. See, I think uh, two things. One, you're right. Al Michaels can get away with it for a variety of reasons. Number one, I mean, Al Michaels has literally been part of all of our lives for the last 50 years. You know, uh, and, and for those of you that are younger than 50, he's been part of your entire life, literally. You've grown up on Al Michaels. So he has the clout. Not only does he have the clout, but Al Michaels also has the money and the fame and the respect of the NFL, the league, and the, and the owners. So, yes, he can get away with it, and he could turn his back tomorrow and, and retire, and it would be no big deal to Al. But I don't think he thought it would be this bad, George. Like, I don't think he thought, looking at the schedule, these games are all going to be just so bad that I don't even want to call them. He said, come on, it's NFL football games. They'll be good games. They'll be so-. They were terrible, and he was not bashful about it during the broadcast. That is for darn sure. He did say that he had all the support from Amazon, so... Hopefully, they try and work on getting him some better games for next year. Yeah. All right, so next one. Dallas Zoo officials have closed the facility to the public and called in police after a clouded leopard apparently escaped its enclosure earlier today, saying that it is a, quote, serious situation, even though they called the cat a non-dangerous animal. The zoo tweeted the leopard was unaccounted for when a team arrived at the habitat this morning, but the animal is still on the grounds hiding somewhere. The leopard, which is named Nova, arrived at the zoo in 2021 and is considered standoffish. Standoffish. Multiple Dallas news networks broadcasted live helicopter coverage of the search effort this afternoon. So I feel like that's kind of a big deal, you know, a, a cat escaping. So I'm going to ask you guys, what is the most exotic animal that you've ever come in personal contact with? Cappy, you go first. Ooh. Like, does a zoo count or no? No, like no, no, no enclosure. So I don't know how exotic this is. I'm sure a lot of people have probably had this experience. But I'll tell you right now, scary AF, and I did not want to be in this situation. But just coming across a real, live, five feet away from me, rattlesnake. Like, real live rattlesnake looking at me. I'm looking at him. He's doing that little noise thing. And I'm trying to figure out what am I going to do? Should I pick up a rock and throw it at him? Should I try and run by him? I don't want any problem. I, I want no smoke from this rattlesnake. But yeah, I mean, it's it's not that uncommon to run into rattlesnakes. Yeah, especially if you hike. Um, so I would say, mm-hmm. well, I mean, we were just with the Falcon from the LAFC not that long ago. So there's that. It was in the studio with us. Um, I have a friend who's a zoologist. And uh, so I've been around a lot of animals. He's brought like pythons around me. And that was terrifying. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Um, birds, exotic birds for sure. Uh, a koala once, which was kind of cute. Um, koala. You ever yeah. run into like a real live animal though, George? You're out hiking and you run into a oh, mountain lion. Oh, yeah, rattlesnake. Yeah, for sure. Coyote, mountain lion. Oh, coyote yeah. for sure. Not mm-hmm. mountain lion, but I've seen plenty of coyotes. Yeah, I froze. I was like, oh but my coyotes God. are afraid of humans. No, but the mountain lion, I we like were adults. like crazy. Yeah. We were we, like, oh, yeah. we just stopped and we're like. If we move, we're dead. Wait, you saw a mountain lion? Where at? Hiking. Oh, dude. What happened? We literally froze and waited for like 35 minutes until it decided to just go away. No way. You just sat there and stood we, for- Literally, there was like a like a big, you know, like, is there like a rock or bulldozer? Like those big things just chilling there? Whatever. Yeah. And my friend's like, oh, it's a coyote. I'm like, nah, B. It's not a coyote. That does not look like coyote. So we just chilled there. I mean, it would like pace and then come back up. So we were just tripping out. 
We Don't thought we were dead. Yeah, I believe. I saw a coyote the other day, and I didn't know what it was. I was like, it looked like a giant cat, but a dog. Yeah. And I was confused because it ran like right in front of me in the marina, and I was like, what the hell is that? And that's weird. Like, oh, that was the coyote. marina. That's a pretty weird place to see it. That's what I said. It, it was kind of. It was on the other end though, where there's a bit of a wooded area, but I've still I've never seen one anywhere around here. It was crazy. That is. Cr- yeah. Does a banana snake count? A banana snake? Mm-hmm. What's that? It's like this huge yellow snake. We had them like when I was in sixth grade. I'll never forget it. And the guy's like, "Oh, who wants to hold it?" And my dumb butt goes, "Me." Oh, hell no. That thing was huge. No. And then it started trying to like wrap around. The guy's like, don't freak out because they're, they're sensing that you're freaking out and it's going to try to wrap around you. I'm like, take it off, take it off, take it off. But it was like, it, it, it's crazy when you touch it because it's like slimy. Ugh. Yeah. How big was it? It was big. I mean, I was six, so everything looked, I mean, I was in sixth grade, so everything looked big. But it was, he was carrying it and like. He was extending his hands out, like holding it, you know, extending it out, and like a lot of it was still spilling out. I just sent you guys a picture when uh, yeah. when I yeah, worked we saw it serious. It. Yeah, that I don't know what kind of snake that is, but it took like five people for the whole thing to. Dude, be that looks out. like a python. Yeah, it was disturbing. That's just gross. massive. God, I can't stand it. Like, have you ever been out in public and somebody's got a snake wrapped around their neck and they're walking around? No. And they're like, I'm like, ugh, mm-hmm. get that freaking snake in an aquarium and get it out of my face. That's Ooh, snake an alligator. Away. You guys check in, yourself, uh, snake charmer. Right, Florida. Oh, dude, alligators. Yeah, I am petrified of alligators. I held one in in uh, New Orleans, the little baby ones. They yeah, give but you. that's that don't count. Nah, a Twelve footer will come and grab you and drown you and toss you and turn you and then eat you. Nah, nah. You nah, get nah. eaten by a lizard. Eaten by a lizard. <laughs> a snake isn't a lizard though. It's no, but an alligator is. Oh, is it? I mean, it's just a big I old think lizard. So. Isn't it like a huge really? lizard? I don't know. I need to look that up. All right, last one here. Upon hearing that the San Antonio Spurs and Golden State Warriors will have an NBA record crowd of about 68,000 fans at tonight's game, Miami Heat coach Eric Spolstra set a new goal. He'd like to see 100,000 at a game. He said, quote, one of these days we've got to do something outside and pack 100,000 down here in South Florida. How about the Marlins Park? Get the roof, open it up, let's go. Do you guys think that the idea of 100K fans at an outdoor NBA game is a big deal or no deal? Cappy, I know how you feel now. I think it's a terrible idea. i got to be honest with you guys. Listen, when when I go to a Laker game and you sit, you know, off the floor, like I feel like I'm really far, and I'm in an arena. I'm not that far away. But I feel really far away, you know? And, and to see an NBA basketball game, like tonight, I'm, I'm watching this Golden State game against San Antonio. I, I guess they're playing in a stadium or something. And they're, they're playing show- in the Alamo Dome. Yeah, and they're showing... Did you just not hear what she just said, though? No, no, I, no, I do, but I'm, but I'm watching <laughs> She just yeah, but- literally told you what, where they were playing, though. Yeah, but, but I'm, I'm watching it, though. She's making it sound like, oh, it's coming up. I'm, I'm sitting here actually watching it, and it's horrible. Like it, it doesn't, tonight. It doesn't Why look is it good. horrible? It's it's just because if I were sitting in the stadium and I were off, if you watch because this you're game, bougie as a mother bleeper. That's well, it's not why. about that. It's just about it's you're so far no, it away. Is. It is. You're far. Have you ever been to a Final Four? I have. And you you you've never seen them at a stadium before? No, I have, but it's just I don't like that either. Okay. Yeah, and, but this is but they're talking about an outdoor stadium, not a dome. Well, he just, she just said Marlin Stadium, which is also a retractable roof place. He said, "Open up the roof." Right. Well, you I'm watching play. this game right now on ESPN, and like they're showing angles from way back, so like you're seeing how how they've like reconstructed things, and like I, I feel for these people. Like 
you're at a basketball game that you can't even see. I, I, well, I'll tell you this. I have been to the Alamo Dome uh, for a Final Four, in fact, and you can see from everywhere. I mean, the distance is one thing, but you also can get like a cheap seat to watch a championship game if you're in the final. If you're at the Final Four, there. They're just showing how they how they constructed this tonight, and they did like a time lapse, and they build this what looks like an arena around the basketball floor, and then up, up, up. You're you're getting the stadium. I've also been to the Alamo Dome for a Final Four, George, and I just I just don't love it. Um, I, listen again. I feel like I'm far away. Sixty-eight thousand people tonight at the Alamo Dome for this basketball game. Sixty-eight thousand. I um, I feel like I'm far away when I'm in Staples. I mean, a, how many people went to see the WWE at the at the Pontiac Silverdome when it was the WWF? It yeah. was like something like a hundred thousand. Something right? like no, it was like sixty-eight thousand or eighty thousand or something. But like even that. like a That's boxing match at Jerry World, like a boxing match at Jerry World, seems like gosh, I'm so far away. Again, this is, I think, about you being bougie as opposed to, like, people who never get a chance to do this. You're also jaded because you've been in sports your whole life. Well, I mean, like, I've been to some of those um, winter classic hockey games where they put up a hockey rink in a baseball stadium or a football stadium. I went to see one of those one time. I was like, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, what are we doing here? By the way, same goes for a concert in a stadium. You know? Like, I think it's Beyonce, but I can't really tell. You're right about that. I went to Dodger Stadium to see Aventura. Horrible. Horrible. That was bad. Yeah. Aventura. I mean, no, no, they're great. It's just the concept of being at Dodger Stadium wasn't great. No bueno. I don't know. I think baseball stadium concerts are a blast. I saw um, the police back in like 2008 at Wrigley Field. It was incredible. like to see Pearl Jam at Wrigley Field. Haven't seen that. So, yeah, I just think you're bougie, Cappy. Nah, I mean, listen, I saw the Rolling Stones at Petco Park. It I mean, you're good, not asking fine. you're not asking for like, you know, jacuzzi repairment on on, you know, on on the radio like Mace was. I mean, you're no, not No, but bougie. I would I would like to have a Peloton repairman help me out. Right. Yeah. So it's not a jacuzzi, uh, but it is a The largest attendance was a 2-day event, a 2-day WrestleMania, uh, 156,000 at Jerry's World, but the the single day one was 101,000, uh, almost 102,000. Damn. At Jerry's World. For WrestleMania. Like, I, like, I've never been to a football game at Michigan at the Big House. I've never been there. Yeah, 100,000. Yeah, I've never been. I, now, I've been to a game at Penn State. That's 100,000. Right. I've never been to Tennessee. So I don't, I, I don't know about football at one of these giant college stadiums. Well, I've been to Alabama. That's like 90-something thousand. I guess the Coliseum can get like that, too. Yeah. And the Rose Bowl. Right. Yeah, but basketball game, 68,000 people. You are far away, man. Yeah, I mean, you're far away at any of these places. So, all right, Cappy, well, we know we don't, I guess we won't invite you to the next time the uh, the Final Fours at the Alamo Dome. I mean, I've been there, I've done that. Yeah, or when it's like, I don't know, at... Uh, Where's it this year? I think Vegas. Final oh, no, no, that's Four? 20, that's, that's in a couple of years, actually. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to look that up, what, what it is. All right, Cappy, in either way. Uh, this year's Houston, actually. So, and oh, it's Houston? at the football stadium. There mm-hmm. you go, you see? NRG, yeah. Or it yeah. used to be NRG. Right, it's still, I think it's still that, no? Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. From around the way. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Come on, you need an around-the-way girl. Don't we all? Mm. 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 A bad attitude. Somebody to get you in a good mood. Such a good jam. Wonder what LL's up to. Uh, I don't know. Maybe filming like some TV show or something. Doesn't he still have a TV show? I don't know. On CBS? I don't know. I mean, I don't watch any network television show. Nothing. Yeah. I got nothing. Yeah. I mean, Beto's trying to get me to start watching this show called White Lotus. You ever seen that? Uh, yeah, my wife watches it. I don't, but yeah. that's a great everybody's show. Everybody's talking that's, about it. Yeah, I know. My favorite show ever made, probably. Really? Yeah, everybody, Never made? everybody loves it. Wow. Season two, yeah. It's, my, it's like my favorite most recent show, yes. Yeah. yeah, Beto's been trying to get me going on it. I haven't gotten there yet, but I'll get there. I'll get there. <sighs> Speaking of getting there, it's a football mm-hmm. Friday, Bud Light football Friday here on 710. Get you pumped up for what's on tap for Super Wild Card Weekend and kicking off the NFL playoffs. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy, must be 21 or older. Please enjoy responsibly. 2023 Anheuser-Busch, Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. So, Cappy, Yo. you may not be watching White Lotus, but I know you're watching football this weekend. Oh, you know it. So when are you flying first? Tomorrow afternoon. 12.30 flight, get to Minneapolis about 6 and change. I'll probably head right to the hotel. Which oh, I'm, so you'll be like right in the midst of that Chargers-Jags uh, game. I think I'll actually get there before. I should get there. Let's see. The game, the Chargers-Jags game. Oh, no, like, that one's at, yeah, it's 8.15 Eastern. So, right, it'll be before that one is it kicks off. You so should it, be able to get there. Yeah, so it's like so if it's 5.15 Pacific time, that's like 7.15, 7:15 Central time. 7.15 uh, Central, which yeah. is your right. Where you'll yeah, be, I should yeah. Be, I should probably get close to it. I should probably get there. Okay. I mean, I'm going right. to. Are you going to watch it with somebody, or are you just going to watch it in the hotel room? Or Yeah, I would, I, I, I'll text Kevin Harlan and say, what do you guys want, want to do? Anybody want to go grab dinner? What, you know, what do you think? Um, if not, I'm very happy to watch it on an elliptical at the, at the hotel gym. Yeah. I'm like one of these people that can't sit still during games, so I like to exercise while I'm watching a game. Oh, yeah, shocker. So an elliptical in the hotel gym would be good, and then maybe the second half at the hotel bar, perhaps? Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll break my dry January tomorrow night. Oh, there you go. Maybe. That lasted. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Uh, all right, Cappy, said. let's let's do K- – Laura, give me some NFL music. So we got a little while here, right? We got uh, – how many minutes here? We got uh, basically like eight minutes here, okay? I want to I talk some NFL with you here, Cappy. Let's start with Seattle and San Francisco. So I already mentioned earlier that Brock Purdy is the lowest drafted 
quarterback to ever start in a playoff game. So basically that means anytime they win, he's going to be the lowest drafted guy to do X, Y, and Z. He's the the lowest drafted quarterback to ever start a playoff game? Correct. Huh. There you go. He's going to try and make some noise in these playoffs, (laughs) isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, drafted 262 overall. He's uh, the first Mr. Irrelevant to throw an NFL pass. Uh, and he'll become the lowest drafted QB to start a playoff game in NFL history. But so there's got to be a guy out there that's like an undrafted guy who started playoff games. Well, right? I just mentioned the uh, lowest drafted guy. Yeah, right. Lowest drafted. Yeah. So he's going to have that distinction moving on the entire way. I want him to have uh, an incredible run. I actually, I want, I kind of want the Niners to win a Super Bowl. To be honest with you, because I love the Brock Purdy story more than I like any other story in the NFL at the moment. And I know you're going to sit here and say, well, what about the Buffalo Bills and DeMar Hanlon? Yes, I mean, I'm, I'm, that would be an incredible story. Um, but as I told you earlier, I just think the Bills are still a little flawed like as a team, whereas I think the Niners, are, they have the best roster in the sport. I've said that all year long. I think they're getting Debo back here during the playoffs, and I think they're going to be rocking, man. So as much as you know, I'm ecstatic that DeMar Hamlin – uh, is back, and there's even talk that he, he may lead them out of the tunnel. Um, I, I just think that the combination of story and actual roster construction, to me, goes to the Niners. Well, I'm a John Lynch fan. I've been friends with John Lynch, the general manager there, a long time. Yeah, it's a big name drop. I got it. But uh, So I'm a John Lynch fan, but I'm also a Pete Carroll fan. I love Pete. So I like the Purdy story also because of you know he's not just a backup quarterback. He's a third-string quarterback. He's a rookie. He's Mr. Irrelevant. He's gotten the Niners here. I think they're going to win the game. If I had to guess, I, I think they're going to win the game pretty easily. Yeah, I, I would uh, I would guess so as well, though. Though, you know what? Um, the teams that have faced a team for the third time in the playoffs, um, the team that's won the, the, the previous two, only 14-9, and nine, which is a winning record, but not what you would expect in those mm-hmm. scenarios. So, um. All right, what's next? We've got then, of course, we'll save the Jags and the Chargers for last because we kind of know what your answer is going to be. All right, let's get to Sunday. Dolphins, Bills. Look, the Bills have the overwhelming momentum. They're the better team, even though those games were close early this year. But without Tua, hell, without even Teddy Bridgewater, they're going to start Skylar Thompson. Right. And, you know, kid was was doing his game at Kansas State against Stanford last year. What round was he drafted in? He is also a seventh-round pick, but not as low as Purdy. Well, right, because Purdy's the last pick. But how about that? Two rookie, seventh-round draft choice, third-string quarterbacks are starting playoff games this weekend. Yeah, I think the Dolphins get smoked in this game. I agree. I think Buffalo has got all the momentum. All the momentum. They're the better team. If Hamlin does show up, that stadium is going to go insane. Um, And that that is a rumor. I don't know if that's real or not, uh, but there is a possibility, according to some uh, reports, that he could be there, which would be awesome to see. I, I mean, it will be one of those kind of pinch-yourself moments like, wow, I can't believe that kid is there in you know with his team again. Um, then we've got the Giants and Minnesota. Now, I was – you know, earlier in the week I kept telling you I like the Giants, and I'm like – then I started to hear everybody liking the Giants, and I'm like, mm, do I like the Giants anymore? Like, I don't know if I should be shaking off my position now, but I, I – I'm starting to think because everyone's on the Giants that I should probably take Minnesota in this one or to pick Minnesota to win this one. Um, I just feel like Minnesota's kind of a fraud this year. 
but the Giants are not that good. I don't know, man. I guess I'll take Minnesota. Whatever. Well, I've been I've been watching these games all week with Minnesota and the Giants. In fact, last night after the Laker game and after the LeBron press conference on the NFL Network, they were re-airing Minnesota and the Giants from Christmas. And I watched the whole second half again last night. George, I don't know if you realize, but you know Minnesota had a seven uh, had an eight point lead, and the Giants got the ball late in the game. They drove the ball down the field. Saquon Barkley had a big touchdown run, and then they scored the two point conversion to tie the game. It took a 61-yard field goal by the Vikings to beat the Giants, but the the Vikings are 11 and 0 in one-score games. I suspect it's going to be really close. Odds, I'm going with the home team. I'll take Minnesota. All right, then we got uh, Baltimore and Cincy in the nightcap on Sunday. I think this is going to be a really tight one. If I were betting it, I would probably take Baltimore, but I think Cincinnati still pulls this out. I think that. With Baltimore not having Lamar and their quarterback situation being what it is and all the controversy this week of people questioning whether Lamar Jackson is choosing not to play because he's healthy enough and can, but it's the contract, although he went and did some damage control by saying, no, my knee's all messed up and I can't give 100%. I think Cincinnati's better. I think Cincinnati wins. I think they win convincingly. Convincingly, you say? Yeah, I don't think it's a three-point game. I don't think it's a last-second thing. I think it's a seven to ten-point game for Cincinnati. Hmm. Yeah, I kind of like uh, I kind of like Baltimore in this one because I think it's one of those that everyone seems to think, to your point, like, eh, it'll be comfortable, and then all of a sudden you're in a nail biter. It's the NFL. It's just the way it works. Uh, all right, and lastly, Dallas and Tampa Bay. Your boyfriend Tom Brady. That's right. Now, I actually picked uh, your boyfriend Tom Brady in this one. I I just think the Cowboys. Here's the stat that I've been citing all year, and I think I mentioned to you yesterday. When the Cowboys run the ball, or excuse me, when the Cowboys pass the ball on 59% of their downs or more on offense, they they only have like a 30-some-odd win percentage. When they run the ball, you know, 58%, or they pass the ball 58% or less, which means they have a more balanced attack, they have like a 60-something win percentage. So I'm curious to see what they do if they put it in Dak's hands because they have the recipe to win. I just feel like for whatever reason, they neglect to do so. So I'll take Tampa Bay. Dallas should win this game, should win the game, but yet Tampa Bay's at home. And this is Tom Brady's time of the year. And so I'm not going against Tom Brady in the postseason, but George, Monday's going to be so fun at Yamava. The sports bar there is out of this world. The food is off the charts. And the best thing is, you always say, if we do a live broadcast and then we get off the air, then we bounce. Not this time. We're going to get off the air, all hang out, watch the game. We'll see everybody Monday at Yamava. That's going to be great. All right, buddy. It'll be great. Have a great call this weekend. Uh, I will try that. to listen in between uh, moments at uh, Monster Truck Racing. So, Oh, have go. fun. Yeah. Uh, great job, Lindsay and Laura, as well. We will talk to you el lunes from Yamaba.